have children just yet. We have nine whole months to prepare. Germs, it's not like you get pregnant today, you give birth tomorrow. And I think that's actually one very good thing, right? So you have nine months to prepare both financially, spiritually, mentally, psychologically, in every way. And that sort of gave us um, comfort, you know, and yeah, let's just say we started preparing from then on in so many ways. And I just wanted to make sure that we're ready in every way when the ninth month came and, um, you know, when yeah. we finally delivered our son. And yeah, so that was it for me. I, it was good. I, I, I've always believed that because of stories that my mom told me. And I, I think um, I must say that I grew up in a very, I grew up in a very cool family, actually. Not okay. perfect, but yeah, very cool. In the sense that um, I, there's so many things that I didn't even know, I didn't even know used to happen, right? Till I grew up and started hearing the mm-hmm. stories of people, you know? So I thought every, everyone's family was like mine, you know, where you could talk to your parents, you know, do things with them, speak freely, make your decisions and all that. I wasn't a perfect family, like I said. And, you know, even growing up now makes yeah. me realize how imperfect my family was. But the truth is, as a, as a child, it felt like a perfect family. And um, it had a very positive impact on, on, my, on my personality and my views. Yeah, so I remember my mom telling me that when she was pregnant for me, she had a very smooth pregnancy. Even the delivery was in like 10 minutes. I mean, like, wow. so when I say in like 10 minutes from, so, you know, you go into labor, mm-hmm. right? From the time labor starts, you go into labor and then when it's not really time to push the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Labor actually could be very fast. Labor could be like one, two hours. You understand? Okay. It depends. Labor could be, for a whole day, labor could be extremely long, you know? So mm-hmm. because of the story she told me, I had this, somewhere at the back of my mind, mm-hmm. I knew that um, I could have a very positive experience and I was determined to have a very positive experience. Mm-hmm. And maybe because of that determination of, um, I, I started, you know, doing everything that, that I knew how to do to make me have that positive experience, which was really helpful because I think a lot of times, you know, our minds are very powerful, True. extremely powerful. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, it was because of all the things that I did, you know, and all that. No, I'm just saying that I did have a very positive mindset and it turned out really well for me and of course god was very merciful god was very kind and all that but never at a point was i without that confidence that it would go well you know and sometimes i believe really i don't believe that things will go well yeah things might not really go as well as we had thought but i mean 
80% of the time, 90% of the time, things really turn out well when we are really positive and confident about it. You know, so I think that's, that's what it was. I sort of broke down the things that I needed to know into different compartments, like so spiritual, physical, financial, material, and I broke them down and I listed like goals in each aspect, you know, that kind uh -huh. of thing. And it really helped me to um, plan things and, you know, um, enjoy the nine months. So let me give you an example. Right, so please. I discovered that um, there are nine fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And there are nine months of pregnancy. So mm -hmm. for each month, I was going to pray for one fruit of the spirit for my unborn child. So the first month was love. I was praying that God will fill him with spirit of love. Second month was joy. You know, I am someone that I do not believe in complex things. And I believe in doing the same because I'm, to be very honest, I'm not, I'm not the most... Um, I'm not the most hardworking person, do you understand? And I've just discovered my mm -hmm. personality. So I do what works for me. That is why I could hear like everybody doing something. And if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. So I don't believe in complex stuff, but I like to take one simple stuff that I know that no matter how lazy I am on a particular day, I can do this thing even in my laziest mood, you know? So I just took very simple things. I mean, it sounds so basic, right? But I, I did things that were very easy, you know, and Google was my best friend. I mean, um, <laughs> Google was, was really my best friend. I would Google everything. And, you know, I found apps. I, I wouldn't really say that um, I had any sort of guidance, actually, to be very honest. I really wouldn't say that I had any sort of guidance. Yeah. I, yeah, it was just basically myself, my husband, you know, we just, we're basically just figuring out everything on our own. And it sort of made it fun, right? It sort of made it fun. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always very good to have a supportive partner. If there's anything I, I had known about my husband before we even got married was the fact that I knew that he was going to be an amazing father. Like it was, I was, I could take that to the bank. Do you understand? I could take that to the bank. I mean, marriage is not, um, it, it comes with its challenges and all that and all that. But one thing that has never been challenged, to be very honest, is how amazing a father my husband is. So um, he had always been, you know, supportive. We're Googling things together as first-time parents. That's how yeah. I came across various apps that were helpful, various things that were helpful. Uh, my mom was strong at the time, so I couldn't really, um, she was really, 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 really down. So I couldn't even um, ask her things, right? Uh, you know, we'll talk once in a while, ask her one, of, one or two things, but it wasn't like, you know, the way I was supposed to interact with her because of her health and all that. And um, yeah, I didn't exactly, okay. So I had, I had one older friend who was mm -hmm. very, very kind to me. Um, she was the one that I asked a lot of questions. She was one that I asked 
a lot of questions, a lot of times. But yeah, apart from her, it was just myself, my husband, and Google. All the apps I discovered, nobody recommended them to me. All the things I did, like 90% of them, nobody um, recommended them to us. And, you know, we're just there. And thinking back, it was really fun. But then the challenge came when I had to put to bed. So mm. pregnancy was smooth and everything. And then when I had to put to bed, my water broke and the baby wasn't just coming out. Mm. So I was induced because induction, there are different forms of induction. Okay. So there are some, yeah, there are some forms of induction that are less, um, how will I put it? They are less serious, less impactful. Do you understand? So for instance, they could just give you a pill to put under your tongue and that could work. Yeah. If that is not working, they insert stuff. If that doesn't work, they, I think there's this, um, there's this stuff they could, that, that's like a drip, I think. I'm, I'm not really sure. There's this stuff that's like a drip. And then once it gets into your blood, your body, it yeah. induces the um, contractions and all that. So I was given the, I mean, the one that is like the most basic form, which is the, I was given like a tablet to put under my tongue. So mm. after that tablet melted, so that was after 12 hours. So my mm. water broke around, let's say, 6, 37 in the evening. I went to the hospital. I didn't feel anything at all. I slept through the night. You know, normally the contraction yeah. was now supposed to progress from there, right? Yeah. I didn't feel anything at all till morning. You know, nurse came at eight and she's like, you're still not feeling anything. Nine o'clock, you're still not feeling anything. 10 o'clock, okay. And then she, I think it was around nine, she gave me that um, okay. pill. Mainly the pill melted and, or because you just put it under your tongue and then it will melt. So after it melted, I started feeling contractions and, you know, contractions were there till about two. So... Mm -hmm. I, okay, yeah, then it was ready. Yeah, I, I was ready to put to bed. So I put to bed. It was, it was a very painful process. I had lots of tears and all that. And then after everything, I was stitched up. Mm. I was taken back to my room to rest. And then the next thing I knew was that, okay, so that was around, let's say, I think I put to bed around three, past three or so, the stitching and everything was basically around evening seven-ish. So I, I just went back to sleep. I was tired. So after that, I just knew that the next thing was that I found myself on the floor, right? Mm -hmm. So apparently I had woken up mm -hmm. in the night, like I think around, not really in the night, I think around 11, 10, 11, okay. I woke up tried to stand and then I landed on the floor and mm. went out. Ouch. So the next time I opened my eyes, I just knew that, I mean, of course, like almost all the doctors and nurses in the hospital were in my room, you know, trying to fix stuff into my body, blah, 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 this and that. So, and apparently my whole bed, the yeah. whole bed where I was lying was soaked in blood. So mm. basically I was bleeding from the time I came to sleep and I could have bled to death. Mm. If, if not that I 
felt like pain and I actually got up. It was when I got up and I fainted. So when I told one of my friends, you know, who came around and she had had a child before, she said that's why she doesn't sleep after giving birth. Like she's so scared of that thing. Like she doesn't sleep. She said she would open her eyes like this sleep, I will not sleep because I mean, imagine um, I didn't wake up, you know, you know, it would have just been, it's called postpartum hemorrhage. So when you just keep bleeding after, um, birth and in the past it used to be one of the biggest causes of death after birth oh. but in recent times yes in, like it used to be it used to be so common then you know women would just give birth and then keep bleeding mm. to death Ooh. yeah so but in recent times it's been you know because of advances in medicine and you know all that and all that it doesn't really cause as much deaths as before However, it's caused by so after when when after a woman pushes the baby out, right? Your womb is meant to the womb is meant to contract, which oh. would like sort of close all the blood vessels. vessels. Do you understand? Oh. Yes. So if your womb doesn't contract, your blood vessels are open and your blood just keeps bleeding out and the blood just keeps bleeding mm-hmm. out. So that was what happened to me. My blood vessels did not contract. And also, yeah, I mean, part negligence on the part of the hospital staff. They were supposed to have, you know, checked on me like maybe some minutes after to because yeah, fine, they checked on me they to see if my womb was contracting before I left the theater where where I was sewn up. But they should have still come back to like you know verify and everything. And then if it wasn't contracting naturally, they should have given me something I, I don't remember what it's called now i don't remember what it's called it's a it's given in form of a drip to mm-hmm. make your womb contract it's the same thing they they give then, when they want to um, help you to when when like that induction thing that i told you about yes they could yeah. give that thing also to induce induction Jen, oh. so so actually when you're when you're when you are about to give birth to a baby, right? Your womb is contracting to push out the baby, right? Mm. Now, the baby has come out. Your womb is still supposed to contract back to close up oh. the blood vessels. I don't know if, if, if that makes sense, yes. It's so, ridiculous. yeah. So they should have given me that stuff after to contract my, my womb again. And I heard it was also because I did not, naturally give birth that was why i was susceptible to having pph which is like this short form of postpartum hemorrhage so because of the induction for some reasons i i i, I don't remember all the details to be honest but so because of the induction my body did not naturally respond to the fact that okay now the baby is out that kind of thing so yeah they gave me that stuff and then yeah fine my life was saved i thank god and all that and i left home i left the hospital after a week you know because of everything i had to get blood i had to get a blood transfusion and all that and all that and all that i i took a lot of time in the hospital and because of that i couldn't breastfeed my son so when i came back home and I said the battle of, okay, trying to breastfeed, trying to do this, trying to do that, and all that, and all that, and all that. But 
thankfully, I mean, after a few months of struggling, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the first three months were basically experimenting and everything. I finally got the hang of it, resumed work, uh, 